Yo, what's going on, y'all? So, real quick, this was just gonna be a quick story. Sorry, man. Um, but uh, <laughs> how I first got my little piece of pussy. You know what I'm saying? My pool, the the first piece of little pussy that I got. So, uh, you know, just trying to relate a few stories or a lot of underlying themes that may, you know, show themselves or make themselves present in a lot of you younger niggas' lives. You know, when it comes to dealing with women, things just nature. So. It's just a story when I got my first piece of ass for the most part. So, um, a lot of times, um, you know, if you're a person who's to themselves and doesn't go for a lot of the games, um, you know, that most people, let alone that women at a young age, try to play with or on you, you never really, for the most part, let uh, people on the outside into your mind or who you actually are because you know how to moderate things for what they are. You know, you attract a lot of people because, um, you know, they believe it. You know, believe it or not, most people want to have that trait themselves to be able to keep to themselves. So you may have a lot of people that are, you know, quote unquote, trying to battle to be able to say that they're next to you. <clears throat> Excuse me. Especially, um, <clears throat> especially when you're in like high school, things that nature when everything is set up by cliques and groups. So most people are just trying to fit in. You know, some of y'all, you know, little young, younger brothers are still in high school, you know, listening to this and especially, you know, quote unquote, little black boys. So, you know, you got nothing to worry about when it comes to quote unquote fitting in. Trust me. Trust me. Most high made you the salt of the earth for a reason, little bro. You know, everything you do is in spirit. So meaning it's in rhythm down to the way you walk, family. So even if you're not so-called popular kid, you'll always be at least well respected simply because you are who you are. And everyone else is acting, you know, naturally more intelligent than everybody else and got like a little bit more rhythm than everybody else for the most part. So, you know, when it comes to, uh, you know, when it comes to even dominating in sports and things of that nature on the field or even outside of the field going into class and things of that nature, right? You know, it takes not only skill, but... Um, hold on real quick, let me edit that out. You know, it takes a lot of skill, yeah, but it also takes mental acuity. You understand? You know, sports requires mental acuity just as much as it does the physical. In order to hit a juke move or to hit a hole or to, you know, read a defense, to make a play on the ball, to dodge a punch, to, to hit a ball or kick a ball, etc. You got to read the defense or read the defender or what's in front of you. You understand? So... You happen to be the only one, for the most part, who just doesn't view things this way. But, you know, once you can analyze and understand your environment, things will just come a lot more easier to you and for you. Trust me. So, you know, my first piece of pussy, it was not hard. It just happened to come. So, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, I went to, bro, it was at Westview. You know, that Westview, we had seven blocks, so seven classes. You know, and all the finest of the finest of the shorties is in my grade. Having to be spread out in which, you know, one of my classes, you know, each one of my classes. So naturally, these shorties happen to get all the attention that they wanted. And I wasn't going for it, you know. I was never an ugly dude, but I knew everyone because I moved around the city a lot. And, you know, and I was myself, you know, for the most part, so I could make a few people laugh. But since I was plugged in with everyone you kind of needed to know, I knew everything I needed to have access to certain holes, you know, to who had certain holes or, you know, as a male, because, you know, we exchange information. 
pictures, etc., etc. You know, based off who we talking to. So, uh, you know, one day at lunch, we in a huge group chat. You know, all the niggas. And long story short, the group chat got flooded with nudes at the lunch table, and the girls who photos we was exchanging, right? They hear us, cause niggas who wasn't a part of it always find a way to ruin shit, bro. You know, being loud as hell, like, is that, yo, that's what, you know, so, you know, I guess these hoes, you know, they tell security something, and they come up behind us at the table and ask us, you know, what's going on, and we all look at each other, you know, bell rings, everyone at the table gets up, smashes the class, bro, no one say anything, so, um, we end up getting taken out of our classes and administration, you know, they involved. And no one breaks, which, you know what I'm saying? Like, still to this day, shout out, shout out to all y'all niggas, man. No one broke. Everyone kept their composure. You know, once again, we was in a group chat, so everything got deleted, all of that stuff. They couldn't they couldn't see nothing. So, next day, um, I seen everything and remembered uh, everything. You know, remembered all the names uh, and all of that. So, on my last hour, they were... Uh, in my opinion, three of the three baddest shorties or three of the baddest uh, hoes on the school, right? In this class. Now, my thing, uh, <laughs> um, remind you, when you're, you know, someone who doesn't really stay to a crowd, you for the most part get along with everyone. I spread and move around, you know, on who I would work with, you know, so I would be on all three hoes, but spread out. And simultaneously, you know, and keep it strictly, you know, work or school, quote unquote, up until we are done with the work. So, you know, pick the pick the whole brain apart and get the number, never text, not even acknowledge them the next day type thing. So, uh, you know, with all the attention that they had getting from everywhere, you know, all the niggas on campus, they couldn't get it from anywhere near how they got it from somewhere else, at least when it comes to relations with me. Right. You know, Pops taught me without having to send me down and tell me to protect your smiles. Never allow people on the outside, you know, never give them access to your brain. So my way of doing that was just not, you know, never allowing people, you know, to have access, you know, not giving myself to women consistently and little bits and pieces. I really did it. So it didn't always even, you know, work, but it worked on the ones that I needed it to work on. You know, it's not a game that's going to work and it's foolproof for 100% girls and that's not the case, bro. A lot of women are different. For the most part, they're the same. But a lot of girls are different. They move a little bit different sometimes. So a lot of hoes won't play that game with you because, you know, they're looking for the instant gratification. So around this time, you know, I was on, you know, I had a, had a parole officer, things of that nature. I have to go piss clean, I think, what, two times a, a month, if I'm not mistaken. So in seventh hour, you know, this girl that, the, that we going to call Sammy, right? Uh, so on seventh hour, one day, Sammy comes in, uh, and Sammy came in crying, and everyone is disheartened. Oh my God, everyone's trying to console her, not me. Now Sammy comes in sobbing. Her best friend, who at the time, Loki was bad as shit. Actually, we actually had four to four baddest hoes in the class. Not the, but anyway, so we had to call, um, you know, her friend at the time. Um, who we gonna call Tiny, right? Was all in her ear like a ghetto black girlfriend would do it. She's supposed to be, nah, bitch, you better than that. You, it's all right. Pick yourself. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to the black girls. But uh, 
and as the bell rings, bro, we get into a seat. Sammy comes and sits directly in front of me. And she sits directly in front of me, so the teacher gives a lesson, and uh, lesson, and for the day, we on our own in the books. She tells the class to pick a partner. Sammy stands up, turns her desk around. She's facing me, and she's like, I'm working with you. So me and this girl don't even write our names, not the date, not the period, uh, none of that. On the paper, we immediately start talking, and uh, she's telling me everything about her date, her at the current uh, at the current moment in time, you know, her ex at the time, right? So, um, you know, telling me about her ex and things of that nature, and who I was actually cool with at the time. You know, dude just used to let me copy off his homework. He would just, I'd be genuinely a really nice person to me. But, you know, this is before I knew that they were together. You know, these couples, you know, the couples that, that, that start to look alike. Yeah, yeah, this is one of them. So, anyways, we sit in class, the entire hour class, just talking. And she starts to be extremely vulnerable. Telling things I probably shouldn't have known about this guy. You know, at the time, I would have considered my friend easily. You know, but uh, class goes by. You know, she tells me she gonna DM me on the on the gram, and I didn't pay any mind. You know, nigga, as soon as I got home from school, like as soon as I got home from school, I got a DM. You know, on Instagram, and <clears throat> what happened? Uh, yeah, as soon as I get home, I had two DMs from guess who? You guessed it. Uh, none else than your girl Sammy. So Sammy and I talked to the do to the to the DM from like 4 p.m. right when I got home to like 11:30, and she was telling me everything about their relationship. I mean, everything. She was extremely hurt, at least by her tone and the messages. So, you know, when we talked, you know, we talked even about like my situation at the time, me having a PO and her family, how she was raised, school, how our future or, or what we imagined. Motherfuckers' futures to be, and um, at the end of the conversation, she told me, you know, her ex was finna pull up, so, you know, they can talk, and she'll just see me tomorrow at school, and we'll talk about it then. So, like, two in the fucking morning, I get a DM. The DM reads, hey, I'm sorry, you read our messages, act like you don't know me, I talked to you at seventh hour. The DM notified me and woke me up, you know, I read it, and I didn't reply, because there was the little typing indicator little thing, as if she was about to send another message. And next thing you know, the entire chat disappears. Like, all the messages gone. Um, I go back to sleep, you know, literally laughing myself to sleep. And uh, that's kind of the moment that I realized, um, you know, I was a, uh, was a little bit toxic. You know, so I'll tell you guys a little bit more detail about the school. You know, my classes were evenly spread out on campus. But I took the same long route to each one of my classes and the same people make it a routine or a, or a habit to greet certain people too now. Now I have first lunch and Sammy has second lunch with her boyfriend and I would always see them walking to lunch. I think it was on Wednesdays because, you know, you go from lunch, there's like a little grace period to where the other class, other people are still, still in class, you know what I mean? So while we're in class, then they come out and go to lunch. So on Wednesdays, like on, on the early release days, I would see them every other of these days, you know? Um, so, you know, walking, you know, as we're going on, on the week, on the short days, you know, we, uh, early release days, you know, I'm walking to lunch, you know, 
and they'd always say hi in passing, like Ashley and her boyfriend. But I'm, I, I didn't know they were together. Really, I thought they was brother and sister. So anyway, so the next day comes, right? I'm not even, I'm not even thinking about what happened last night, cause I forgot all about it. And I was selling weed, while you know, or still having to go piss clean. I had bigger issues to deal with and get off my back. So, anyways, <clears throat> now so we go through the day. And the lunch bell rings and it's an early release day, so the lunch starts immediately um, after ours. Um, yeah, um, it's an early day, so lunch starts immediately after ours. And you know, I'm walking to class, put my headphones in after I'm peeling a tangerine. Wow, I can't believe I remember this much detail. I'm peeling a tangerine at the trash can, about to change the song, throw the pill away, and pick a song. And as soon as I look up, I feel a pair of eyes that's on me, and I'm expecting a certain pair of eyes to greet me. And as soon as I seen the pair of eyes that was, you know, looking at me, everything came back from last night immediately. Sammy and her boyfriend, again, are walking past me. And Sammy's looking uh, straight as if she don't even see me. And her boyfriend is like looking at me, dogging me dead in my eyes. Now, I go to class and I'm walking with the homie Ricky at the time. Hey, shout out to Ricky too, bro. Shout out to Ricky, man. Uh... So Ricky, you know, he peed what was going on. He asked me, he's like, nigga, what the fuck was that? You know? And Ricky was my motherfucking dog. So I told that nigga everything on our way to lunch. You know, from on our way to lunch to class. You know, we talking about the entire situation. He asking me questions about me, how long we've been talking and all of that. Everything I love, this nigga Ricky looks at me dead in my shit. Like shit. I fuck this bitch if I was you. With a serious look on his face. So, uh, seventh block comes. And Sammy's friend, uh, who's usually one of the first people in the class, Tiny, that's what we're gonna call it, right? Uh, Tiny isn't there. So Sammy walks in class with a huge smile on her face, already looking in my direction. And once again, she sits in front of me. You know, TJ gives her instruction. We take notes. And it's free games. It's just early release date. Sammy turns the desk around, tells me everything that happened last night. And her boyfriend, again, and she said that this nigga was pissed. She thinks so because what we were talking about, it made him jealous and kind of wanted her back again. So she was too weak to say no because she really loved Buddy Ass. Key word, loved. All right. So she tells me, you know, don't worry about him. Uh, he's just hurting. He's just trying to scare me. But, you know, my pops told me as a child, fear no man. Only man you fear is God. All praise to the most high. So anyway, right, I wasn't I wasn't worried about it. Nigga not going to scare me. So. Um, so she tells me also just act like we don't know each other and I'll talk to you in seventh hour. I'm like, all right, best say less. So uh, this is an early release date once again. Um, when class is done with, just maybe like a month later, uh, I, I got to go do my thing, you know. So a few weeks, maybe a month and a half go by. And we damn near actually near the end uh, of the school year as we fast forward. So we speak on a, you know, day-to-day -day basis in class. And the more I talk to her, the more I know that she really fucking with your boy. But I never really did nothing. Never really acted out on it. So one day, I'm at McDonald's after uh, an early release day. So after, you know, it's of course after I went to Glendale, dropped my PO and I'm doing my thing, sitting down at the booth 
and I see in my uh, peripheral vision, you know, someone sitting down in front of me, but I'm texting, I'm sending a message. So I finish sending a message and take my headphones off as I look up, guess who it is? You right again, Sammy. I almost said her name. Uh, she's in a she's in a really good mood. She's cheesing hella hard, you know, laughing at everything a nigga say. Then she offers to buy me food, and I'm not eating a fucking McDonald's. So I kind of decline. Her sister walks up. She introduced me like, uh, yeah, me and my sister just dropped my mom off at work. I'm about to go to take her to something for school tonight. She's a part of. Uh, what you finna get into afterwards? She's just staring at me, smiling. I'm not catching, you know what she the the attention or, or the hint that she's throwing at me, right? So I'm just like, all right, you know, what time the event start? And I'm ready to send her on the way. And, you know, she kind of pauses. And she asks me, like, what are you about to do while giving me this certain look, big eyes, looking at lips, like, looking at mine? You know, I catch after, like, five seconds. I'm like, shit. Chilling. And she likes, all right, well, stay here. I'll be back. I don't have work tonight. Uh, so she followed through on her work, came back, drove around. Um, I rode a bleasy, you know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, we having a good time. She hit it a few times and got too high, so she pulled over into a parking lot on McDowell Avenue Boulevard across from Circle K. It's before they had that whole little children's center thing built up like that, but it was just a parking lot with the uh, covers right there, so. Uh, the little shade cover things, you know. So I'm sitting there, you know, we're smoking, having a really good conversation, and we kind of just had a moment where it was, you know, quiet and just looking at each other. You know, you start licking her lips, and she was breathing heavy. I, and you grab her by her neck, and we we making out for like after like 15 seconds. I pull back and start laughing. I look away as if I kind of regret it, but I'm feeling it. I look back at her. We we do it. So I, and yeah, we start getting, getting, which was a strategy I learned from Naomi Jordan Hubbard. Man, shout out to Jordan Hubbard, bro, because he recently just got married. And Anthony too, bro. Shout out to Anthony because he recently just got married too, man. Shout out to both of y'all niggas, man. So anyway, after we kiss it again, right? She throws me off and like kind of push me, and she tells me like kind of recline a chair, you know? My oblige. She takes her bra off and takes her shirt off. Um, and in my head, I'm like, this is. This is kind of backwards. And she puts her hair in a ponytail. Before she could say anything, nigga, I'm sucking titties for the first time in my life, nigga. <laughs> Your boy right there for the first time in his life. I'm just sucking titties. Mm -mm, I feel like a kid again. Boy, what? So anyway, uh. <laughs> yeah, so she tell me to sit back and uh, she go to my shorts. You know, and she she do her thing. She go to work. I look up and I remember seeing specifically 7.32 p.m. You know, and she came up, you know, she wiped her mouth and uh, moved her gym shorts and panties to the side. Then as if I had a condominium on or if I had a condom, you know, uh, any sorts, you know, and she just hopped on. So. Afterwards, uh, you know, she dropped me back off. I walked home and slept like a king that night, nigga. Uh, the next day came, you know, we never even spoke of it. It's literally as if nothing ever really happened. And even though as a kid, you know, we shared, you know, as guys, I mean, 
we share stories and pictures, you know, I didn't tell a fucking thing. Now, it's the end of the school year, right? And there's maybe a few weeks left of school. Uh, so it's maybe a few weeks left of school. And, uh, you know, I didn't tell the fucking thing. So once again, there's maybe a few weeks left. And, you know, Sammy and her boyfriend, you know, they're back together. They're doing a thing, you know. So um, they're still together. And there's a rumor going around school saying that uh, okay, that Sammy was pregnant. So uh, one day I think we had a track meet. And uh, the other homie Jordan, the other homie Jordan, uh, shout out to Jordan, tells me a rumor just like, yeah, bro, everybody finna have start having kids. I, Sammy pregnant. And I remember he noticed my reaction just wasn't regular. So long story short, last day of school comes, right? And I enjoyed the fuck out of it. But I finally come clean to Jordan and Ricky as we walk in for math. And these niggas' reaction had me thinking one of these niggas was gonna spill the beans, and I was kind of regretting it. Shit was on my spirit heavy, and I'm moving schools anywhere because niggas had already moved to Goodyear. So, you know, moved to Goodyear, and uh, you know, summer break. You know, through our whole summer break, I had this shit on my soul, man. So I changed schools, new school year comes, first football game of the season comes around. We were on TV, so Friday comes around for the other school, we don't gotta play, we free game. You know, we played Paradise Valley, so it came around in Westview. Yeah, the Westview was having their game on Friday at home, and I got invited to go up there by one of the little shorties I was quote-unquote talking to at my new school. So I started hitting up all the homies, all the homies, all the old hoes, asking, you know, who was going to be there, where niggas was going to be at, what time to get, all of that shit. So as soon as I get there, I split up with this shorty that I came up that I came up to the uh, to the school with, you know, I split up with the people I came to see at the gate, like as we getting in, and they paid for me too, which is funny. So, and after I see everyone, you know, we turned the hell up, you know, the girl I'm with takes me to the bleachers to go see everyone else to watch the game. And as we walking up to the bleachers, I'm seeing everyone. Once I spoke to, you know, on a daily basis, I feel like a fucking celebrity. So we get to where V sitting at, the girl, you know, who's showing me around who I'm with. Um, and as I'm walking up the bleachers, I wonder, like, I wonder what's up with Sammy. And uh, <clears throat> so I remember, you know, as I'm thinking that, V tells me, she's like, um, oh, hey, look, Sammy, guess who's back? And my fucking heart drops. I look up and there Sammy is pregnant as can be, bro. Um, and we both kind of give each other that awkward look, you know, as if we just standing there looking at each other and she, and she breaks the ice. We're like, hey, oh my God, it's been a minute. And I'm still in shock and I'm like, you're pregnant. And she looks down at her stomach because she's kind of disappointed and like, uh, yeah. And V looking at me like, you didn't know? And I asked immediately, still kind of trying to laugh and not get away. I'm like, who's the daddy? You know, and if he looks at Sammy and Sammy looks dead, bro, she, everything I on everything I fucking like, Sammy looks me dead in my shit. She looks me dead in my shit and says, you are. As her and v, the girl I came up with, V, right? They, they kind of laughing. And I'm still in some twisted world in my mind thinking, you funky ass bitch. No, you didn't tell. 
but outside I'm laughing like, oh man, that's funny. Yeah, I wish. And at that moment, Sammy stops in her tracks, right? She's looking toward the bench or like on the field. And I turn around because I didn't hear anything. And it's her boyfriend making eye contact with what it seems like both of us. So I stand there looking at him and I give him a head nod and that nigga turns and gives me his back. So a little bit afterwards, Jordan walks up uh, to where we are. He sees the moment that just happened. This nigga's having a fucking blast. So we end up getting away. You know, telling me I better be. So we end up getting away. This nigga tells me, like, I better be fucking worried. I already remind him of a typical black man about to have a baby ready to run away. Right. So she ends up giving birth. And it's clearly not mine. And I knew Jordan was solid peoples because Jordan called me to tell me to hop on IG to see the baby when they posted it clearly what mine so that's all we got here for today y'all no peace